0: Hey, it's Tony Brewski. Real quick, what you're about to hear is a preview episode of our brand new podcast, Office Horror Stories. This is a podcast all about crazy bosses, insane coworkers, and workplaces from hell. If you like the show, please search it wherever you're downloading podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitchers, Spotify, whatever it may be, and press subscribe on that podcast, Office Horror Stories. Stories. And if you really like the podcast and want to be our employee of the month and pick up a one hundred dollar Visa gift card, then leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Shoot me a screenshot of that review, send it to Tony at OfficeHorrorStories.com and you'll be in the drawing. Every month, we pick a brand new employee of the month and award them with a one hundred dollar Visa gift card for showing that support on Apple Podcasts with a review. So thank you in advance for that. Now, without further ado, here's a preview portion of the new podcast office horror stories have you ever had a coworker that went out of their way to lie and make up stories about you how do you handle it when it's just your word against theirs is there ever a solution to this headache without one leaving the job or the other that's today on office horror stories Welcome to the world of crazy workplaces, Office Horror Stories. Have a
1: crazy workplace story
0: to share? Call in toll free one 1-833-HATE-JOB. hate job Or write in at officehorrorstories.com. This is Office Horror Stories. That it is. Want to share your office horror story with us, you can write in at officehorrorstories.com. Or that phone number, it's toll-free, 833- hate job leave your story anonymously don't call anybody out of your workplace just leave the story and get it out it'll be very cathartic you'll thank us later uh and then we'll all laugh about it uh together on the show so please do share your office horror story with us press subscribe whatever platform it is that you are listening to this program on whether it's apple podcast stitcher uh, Whatever it is. Uh, you name it, press subscribe that helps us grow those rankings and lets others find us and uh, do please leave us a review especially Apple podcasts. That's uh, where like 90 some percent of people get their podcast from. Uh, so reviews there help us tremendously in the uh, the rankings and showing it to other people that hey this show is uh, is out there. Tony and Carol Hughes joining you once again. Hello, Carol. Tony, how are you? I am. Uh, I'm doing well. This is my seventh show of the day that I've am uh, i I'm been doing. It's been like a marathon day. Not of office horrors. the first office horror, horror stories today, but it's been interviews and episodes of ghost stories and all that. So long day, but uh, there you go. God,
1: your boss must be horrible. He's a
0: total dick. <laughs> I totally hate him. I go to the bathroom as much as I can, and I just, I say horrible shit, and then I, I write things on the walls in the bathroom, hoping that... Then you
1: realize he's right there with you.
0: Really, pa- exactly, and that's the most inappropriate part of the whole thing. You write something really inappropriate about your boss on the wall in the bathroom, and then you re- realize, holy shit, he's in here with me, and then I... And
1: holy shit, this uh, is my own house.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really weird thing. The pets look...
1: I just write that on the, <laughs> the
0: wall in the, the bathroom. The pets look at me weird. Jen stares at me like, who are you talking to in the bathroom? And why do you have a black eye? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's it, I'm an artist. Leave me alone. Then I run away. I don't away want to talk cry. about
1: it. My boss is horrible.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I try to make this, my experience these days as authentic to a real workplace as possible. Uh, although it, it gets really kind of confusing sometimes. <laughs> so there you go. How's your day?
1: <laughs> my day's fine. Yeah. I've had a good day.
0: Good. So you're not talking to yourself. That's uh, that's no. a plus. Yeah,
1: no. uh, I'm not talking about my. I'm like, I actually have bosses.
0: Yeah, so can't say know? shit about that. Right, <laughs> but they're not really bad. So that's no, they're not bad. My
1: that's a thing. It's like I can relate to all these stories because of my previous jobs. Yeah. But- I can't complain about my current job. I no. have a very good
0: job. And, and I'm I'm not even I'm not being facetious either because your current bosses were my last bosses when I was employed and you know when I think about office horror stories and stuff, I really have no office horror stories involving them. <laughs> so I'm, just, mm-hmm. I'm always pulling I'm always pulling from other places. So I am glad I when I was uh, working uh, out there for someone else, I I left it at a place where it was it was a nice it was a ha- happy ending. To all that, it wasn't like I hate you all and I'm never going to work for people again. It was like you're good, I'm good, okay, see you later. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and that's the thing. Depending on your job, yeah, it's never a really great idea to go out in a blaze of glory. (laughs) No, I have, I have fantasized about that more than (laughs) once. Like when I quit, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And then you never know, like down the road, you're going to have this job interview, and then it's like, no. Yeah. that guy from hr now works here
0: <laughs> that's the thing you never know how those dots are going to be connected uh, or what company is going to buy what company or who's going to show up. And I mean, I've seen it too. And it's just like, and and the thing is at the time you're like, there's no way any other company would ever hire this person. I'm completely safe. I can do whatever I want and say whatever I want. And then three years later, holy shit, someone thought they were like a valuable employee and they hired them at this whole other company. And
1: we all know those people keep getting hired. It's like, man, because I don't think legally, you can say as much as you used to be able to say about your employee. Yeah. I think it's kind of like, yes, he worked here for that amount
0: of time. Yeah, what is that? That
1: might be about all you can really say.
0: Because I know that that's becoming a thing. And it's, uh, I don't get it because references used to mean something. It used to be, Yes, I do highly recommend this employee, but now it's come to a point where they can't even say good things either, from what I understand anything. from yeah. some, where it's like, I get it, if, if, but I guess that's to negate the bad ones, where, like, yes, they worked here. Were they good? They worked here. Because then that almost comes across as making everyone sound like they were bad, yeah. if you're not being able to say anything. But I hope they're, they are able to clear, you know, very clearly state why they say that. That it's not a negative and it's not a positive. It's just that's all their corporation thinks uh they're allowed to say. Is that a corporate legalese type thing, or is that a uh a law type?
1: I don't thing? know, but I do think it's a lot of big corporations yeah. are like that.
0: Although in this case it's
1: probably like some lawsuit thing. Mm-hmm. We don't want Bob to sue us for giving him a bad reference. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure I, it's based on that. Somebody did that at some point.
1: Oh, you know it.
0: Yeah. Although at this day and age, the
1: the thing, and I think you and I talked about this once. The thing about references is that you should always ask and not just put someone down. (laughs) Yeah. Because that happened to me a while back and it's somebody I really don't know that well. And they were asking those really specific questions. Like, can you tell me a time where he was under stress and handled it well? (laughs) No, I don't know him. Like, (laughs) I don't know. He's nice. He seems kind. Well, you know, and then they were just getting more specific, like weird situational questions. I'm like, I don't know. And that last thing I wanted to do is be like, look, I don't know him. So then I know that he's never going to get this job. Mm-hmm. If, if me as the reference says, you know, Bob put me down. I don't know, Bob. He's never going to get the job then. So I just had to make some shit up.
0: I have a friend that's uh hop skips basically plays hopscotch in the radio industry. Um and just you know and, and radio you move around a lot in a lot for a lot of folks. We've been fairly lucky uh, in our careers that we haven't done the extreme moves that that a lot of people have, uh, but a lot of moving around the country for a lot of folks. And I got a friend who does this um a little too frequently and, and and it is more so his fault than anybody else's it's not like he's getting fired in a lot of places it's it's more so i don't like this place i'm going to move now and i so- yeah there's
1: something better out there for me
0: oh my and there never is i mean and he's very talented but he never stays in a place long enough to get comfortable and to get set in and then i i, I always i i know that he's moving because i get Reference calls before he even tells me that he's applying for these jobs. <laughs> I'm like, don't do that. Also, I get these calls like, "Hey, it's so and so from X ninety four in uh, Montreal." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" Like, yeah, uh, calling about so and so. What do you uh, What do you know about him? I'm like. I'm guessing he's applying for a job with you is just what I'm guessing right now. And the thing is we haven't like, um, well, we we've worked together in some capacities, but, um, it's like, I haven't been his direct manager, uh, for almost 20 years. Uh, but it's,
1: it's, it's like, find another damn reference. I can't give you a, we're, we're great friends, but it's just like, what? Uh, yeah,
0: uh, but, uh,
1: you can cooking meth is a side hustle now. I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's uh it's an interesting thing uh and it's, it's just kind of funny it's like oh then i'll call like oh so you're moving thinking about it <laughs> it's like i gathered from the three radio stations that called me earlier in the day <laughs> and to say something good i'm like yeah but i think i talked to them like three years ago when they called about you too when you applied <laughs> I, i've actually had that i think where more than one station has called back more than one time in a different uh a different decade <laughs> and it's like i think we talked about this guy a while ago <laughs> And it's like, I got the same things to say. And I I say nothing negative. I I really, if he can stay and he's happy, he's a great employee. It's just, he's got to be happy where he's at as anyone does that needs to be. But, um, It's kind of one of those things. And it's
1: all on your shoulders to give him a great review reference so he gets the damn job that he's going to leave in six months. You know it.
0: I think some people at some point, um, and I can kind of understand it because I think I was kind of feeling this way for a little bit too when I was moving around a bit, um, like 15 years ago. um, You can almost develop an addiction to moving. Um, and I think it's something where it's like the newness of everything and there's a level of excitement once you can get over the headache of it, and if it's not that big of a headache, um, and you don't have a ton of crap to move around and it's you know relatively not that bad. Um, you know, if you're you know kind of worn out in one area, it's almost like a school year's done, I'm ready for the next year, you can kind of want to keep going. And if you have nothing holding you back, I see how that can become kind of addictive. And I almost wonder sometimes if that's kind of what's going on where it's like, it's the high of the newness of a place um, that kind of gets you. And I I get it. I I felt that way too. But then I just kind of, I had to force myself to just stop and stay in a place for. and there was in Wichita, just like after about a year or two, I was really like, I think I'm ready to go again. It's like, I am really, for the most part, I'm good. But other than I want that high and I just stayed. And so, I mean, it worked out, but I get that, that feeling. I think you can have that in any career. If you're moving around quite a bit, that, uh, that drive to, you know, yeah, uh, it's the, I don't know if it has to do with how our, our attention spans are with our devices and everything now, if that plays into it even worse. Um, but back then, I mean, I, I felt it back then before we had, you know, all that stuff. Anyway, uh, 833 hate job is our number 833 hate job to share your office horror stories with us as we psychologically evaluate our friends from a distance. Um, let's go to our first story. It says, so I don't work uh, in this job currently, but as quoting one of my managers, if I didn't work here myself, I wouldn't believe you. I got hired at one of our local grocery stores after college, having little money to my name. I couldn't be picky about my prospects the town that I Uh, Called home, was known worldwide for theater. Locally, however... It was known as the strange town with too many rich hippies. This town is known for having left and right wing extremists, bizarre weather patterns, terrible traffic, considering the size and a large population of relatively safe and educated homeless nudity, mineral water and graveyards. There's only four in the area, one which overlooks an artificial lake. But the other three are right in town in the uh, form of urns, a few blocks from the university and one right next to where I worked. When I got hired, I showed up, did the interview, and asked the obligatory, do you like working here question, to which the interviewer looked away and gave a stock answer. I ignored that. I found out later that because she lived so far away, she would sometimes sleep in her car in the parking lot. Two other people were hired along with me, and they were both fired within a week. I don't remember the reason for one guy, but the other guy said his dad died and needed some time off to grieve. ...when he went to Comic-Con. Some other small things before getting into it. My first day included a drain erupting from the middle of the store... ...and pooling which smelled like raw sewage. Two of my co-workers were cousins of A-list celebrities. There were pictures, so it's legit. Several people slept together, including two of them having a foursome... ...and a psychopathic homophobe of an assistant manager... ...outing her and tried to get her fired. But all of that pales in comparison to this bitch of a baker... When I got placed into the bakery on weekends, I was told to watch my back, which I had no idea what they meant by that, considering it was the bakery. I mean, who would, right? Anyway, the first day comes, I go in and everything seems normal. One of my coworkers was getting a surprise cake for her birthday with cookies included. The baker came over to me and gave me one of the extras to which I thanked her and I ate it. I then asked before lunch, because I'm a hog, if there was another one. That I could grab. Later that day, I was called into the office by the assistant manager. This one was cool. Who said the baker claimed, I stole the damn cookie. Lucky for me, she had called the bakery union on him, who was like the mafia, and said that he was a racist, so obviously no one believed her. This lady would also say that people were giving her too much work and that they were wasting product, even though there were notes to the contrary. For a while, we were free of her because she had to get go have surgery. But after maybe a month of coming back, she said that the frail bakery manager ran over her foot on purpose. No wait, It was her wrist, probably her head, since she couldn't keep the story straight. This caused her son to come in and try to fight the manager. So he was kicked out <laughs> by the police. A few days later, I come in and I'm informed that she was finally fired because she didn't call in for two days. However, this lady who really is the scum of the earth tried to say the day after that the reason why she couldn't call in was that she was kidnapped in Mexico and held for ransom by the cartel for a second time. She now works at a a thrift store, and while browsing sometimes, I must stop myself from telling a manager what a lunatic this lady was. Sometimes I just want to tell her to go fuck herself right to her face in front of everyone. Anyway, that's my story. Go Adventures at the Grocery Store.
1: That should be a book. The (laughs) Bitch of a Baker.
0: (laughs) You just think of the bakery ladies as like, oh, they give out these nice little free cookies to the kids and they're baking and it smells fresh and wonderful. You don't think it's like the baking mafia that's going on back there.
1: Well, and the whole being kidnapped by the cartel, I've never even thought about that excuse.
0: It's a great excuse to totally be used more often.
1: I went to Mexico and was kidnapped by the cartel. How are you going to argue with me?
0: That's where we're going to pause the preview portion of this episode of Office Horror Stories. If you want the full thing, all you have to do is go find it wherever you download podcasts. Just search Office Horror Stories on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, CastBox, whatever it may be, you name it. Search Office Horror Stories, press subscribe, start binging away today. And like I said earlier, please do leave us a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Once you do that, email me a screenshot of it. Send it to Tony at OfficeHorrorStories.com and I'll put you in the drawing to be our employee of the month and uh, get uh, somebody hooked up with a $100 Visa gift card. Brand new winner every single month. So show your support. Maybe you $100 Visa gift card. Thank you for the support and hope you enjoyed Office Horror Stories.